This is Solid Talk. Speaking out loud in depth. Check it out. Speaking out loud in depth. Cancel culture can't keep me in check. In from beginning, gotta tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect. Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect. God bless you, family. Praise the Lord. My name is Brother Greg. This is Solid Talk speaking out loud in depth. And we are having our now annual. This has become annual. (laughs) We are having our annual spirit of summer solid talk. Now, for those who might be newer, for those who might not remember, uh, the spirit of summer is a phrase that was coined actually by my brother Nate, his brother Daniel. Uh, Daniel's wife coined this phrase and she called it the spirit of summer. Okay. Now, usually if, if it were a normal year, we would have had this back in the spring to prepare for the summer. But see what happened was the, you, you know, everything broke out. We had the shutdowns, we had the pandemic, we had the, the epidemic and all of these other things, all of the, the riots. It's just a whole bunch of stuff went on, but mainly the, the, the pandemic and the shutdown kind of like delayed the summer. Okay, we've got the social distancing now. Uh, we've got the, uh, the, the stay-at-home orders. We got the quarantine. So because of that, okay, we didn't, we didn't do the spirit of summer back when we were supposed to do it. But what the Lord revealed to me <laughs> is that some of y'all are on the verge of going out and about now. See, everybody's not shut up in the house, you know, looking out the window, you know, hoping that World War Three doesn't break out and all of that stuff. Folks are beginning to go out. Uh, a lot of this, the uh, cities and states are reopening. Some of them have reopened and then shut down again. But nonetheless, the fact of the matter is more people are going out and about. And because of that, and because the temperatures are rising, okay, the temperatures here in D.C., I think it hit about about 92, but it felt like it was about 102. Okay, so the temperatures are rising now, and and we've been under these these uh these uh what do you call it social distancing rules, right? And the Lord revealed to me that some of y'all have gotten agitated with the social distance rules, and 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 really y'all want a little bit of close contact. You know what I mean? Y'all want some close contact, if you know what I mean. And so what the Spirit of Summer talks about is uh, summer is when people begin to be out, be about. And because it's hot, they begin to take their clothes off. And it's almost like the, um, you know, if we were animals, you would almost think of it as like mating season. (laughs) You know, because it's just more people, it's just more folks and uh, you know last year if i'm not mistaken they had a hot girl summer you know it it wouldn't surprise me if that's why our 2020 is like it is now because <laughs> everybody was having a hot girl summer and the lord just came in and shut all of that down this year but things are about to open up you know y'all want some close contact and the lord has sent me to nip that in the bud right now so with that being said family i just want us to go real quick to the book of matthew chapter 14 uh, we're going to talk about the men and the women in this solid talk. We're, we're going to give equal opportunity. <laughs> we're not holding no cut cards. We're going to give equal opportunity because there's something that the Lord wants me to point out to us in this particular solid talk. There's something that he wants us to gain, something that he wants us to recognize about ourselves and also about how people work how people work so what i'm gonna do uh 
what I'm gonna do is I'm going to uh, I see I see your comment. Sister Pammy says she lives in California, and they shut shut California back down. She said I knew not to go out and wear my mask. I love people and I love talking, so it's hard for me to keep my distance. But I'm working on it. Yeah, folks, folks are are, are 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 getting a little bit tired of being in the house and whatnot. So folks are, are getting out. And I'm just here to prepare so that when things go back to normal. Now, I know we smack dab in the middle of summer right now. We basically midway through July. But the fact of the matter is you still got half July. You still got August. And you probably still got a little bit of September before the fall really rolls around. So let's go to Matthew chapter 14. I want to read something real quick. It's not going to take long. So this is talking about the death of John the Baptist. It says at the time, excuse me, at that time, Herod, the Tetrarch, heard of the fame of Jesus and said unto his servants, this is John the Baptist. He is risen from the dead and therefore mighty works do show forth themselves in him. So let me give you some real quick context. I'm not going to teach too much tonight, but basically word about Jesus is getting around. Folks are seeing what the Lord is doing. Folks are um, recognizing the miracles that he's performing. He's healing folks. His name is getting popular. Jesus made himself of no reputation, but his works alone, right, became renowned. So Herod, the, the, the Tetrarch, he has heard about this now. And because of this now, he he is thinking that John the Baptist has rose from the dead. So we find out why in verse three, it says, for Herod had laid hold on John and bound him and put him in prison for Herodias's sake, his brother Philip's wife. So basically her Herod took his brother Philip's wife, which was unlawful. It was adultery. And he basically took her for his own. And John the Baptist spoke out against that. And because of that, Herod took him in custody and locked him up because he didn't want to hear that conviction coming in his direction. So verse four says, for John said unto him, it is not lawful for thee to have her. And when he would have put him to death, he feared the multitude because they counted him as a prophet. So because the people knew John the Baptist was a prophet, Herod didn't kill John the Baptist. But look what happens next. It says in verse six, but when Herod's birthday was kept, the daughter of Herodias danced before them and pleased Herod. Okay, so I I need us to understand this. She pleased Herod by dancing before him. Then it says, wherefore, he promised with an oath to give her whatsoever she would ask. And she being this, this is the main thing I want you to get from this whole reading. And she being before instructed of her mother. I'm going to read that again. And she being before instructed by her mother said, give me the give me here John Baptist's head in a charger. So I want to pause right here and say a couple things. You know, I, I don't know how I want to go. I just want to talk about it tonight. Right. But this is what we got to understand. This this Herod is married to Herodias. Her daughter is now dancing before him. Now, the way she is dancing before him was enough for him to say you can have half of the kingdom 
So what it tells me, she wasn't up there doing a cabbage patch. Okay, she was up there doing basically what today would be, uh, you know, she, um, she wasn't twerking, but she was doing the equivalent of what would be twerking. They in the Middle East somewhere, so she was probably doing some belly dancing. Okay, she was probably doing some belly dancing. She probably had them Shakira hips. You know what I'm saying? She was she had them probably had some little bells on, make, making it jiggle and all of that. And 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 Herod is sitting there. He like like girl, you dancing just like Shakira. <laughs> you know, DC, we can't say certain words. I can't say Shakira, Shakira. Well, girl, you dancing just like Shakira, right? <laughs> like like she Tupac Shakira, but but she's dancing like this. So she's dancing in a sexual way. In a, in a in a seductive way but the main thing i want us to get because i didn't even i don't even think i noticed this before right it says in in uh verse eight it says and she being before instructed by her mother so what does that tell me what that tells me is that the mother had a plan before they even had this birthday party okay now why am i bringing this up because what the Lord is trying to convey to us tonight, family, is that when a, a, a person is coming and they don't have your best interests at heart, when a person is approaching you and they really want something from you, they're going to come with a plan. They're going to come with the strategy. The text says that she, okay, she was told by her mother before being before instructed by her mother so while they was planning the party see this, this what i'm trying to say is this wasn't a spontaneous thing okay when you when you are a guy and we gonna get to the girls and to the women in a minute but when you are a guy okay s some women will have a strategy when it comes to seducing you now, many of them will play by the rules. You know what I'm saying? Some of them will push the rules. Some of them might go beyond the rules. They got to keep it in that feminine way. They got to kind of like do it in a way they're not going to always be as aggressive and as and as forthright as the men. But they know what they're doing. They have ways of knowing things <laughs> that they're doing. Y'all over there laughing because I can't pronounce Shakira. <laughs> well, I mean, he saw them Shakira hips, boy. He's like, girl. <laughs> <laughs> like girl, I know you're young, but you dance just like Shakira. <laughs> but but my point is, family, that they 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 have a strategy. Okay, guys, they have a strategy when they're when they're seeking after you. And what does that mean? It means two things: that you have to know the strategy of let's call it what it is, the counterfeit. Okay, this was nothing more than a than a woman that was than, than really a team of women that came to seduce Herod. And after it happened, the Bible says that he regretted it. Okay, he regretted it. I want us to look at this, right? Let, let's read it real quick. It says in verse nine, and the king was sorry. Okay, so 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 look at this. He was sorry, nevertheless, for the oath's sake, and them which sat with him at meat. He commanded it to be given her and he sent and beheaded John in the prison. Right. So this this is unfortunate because really in, in the king's heart of hearts, I won't say he didn't want to do it because he was thinking about doing it beforehand. <laughs> but he wasn't trying to behead that man that day. He was just trying to enjoy himself. He was trying to celebrate his birthday. But what ends up happening is he fell into seduction and he did something that he regretted. 
Okay, and when you're in the summer of 2020, there will be women who will have a strategy. And this is, I didn't finish my point. So that means you've got to know your counterfeit. Then it means that you have to know yourself. I've said on here before that a lot of times when the enemy is, is, is coming for us, the enemy has studied us years before we, we even got saved. The enemy has 20, 28 years of material on me before I got saved and some after I got saved. <laughs> so he, he knows what I call the scouting report. Okay, when you when you on a, f a football team, a basketball team, and you got to guard somebody, they give you a scouting report because they're trying to figure out what's the best way to win against you. And so when the devil wants to accomplish his will, he will send people. And I'm not even going to just always say the devil. Sometimes it's just people. You know, now a lot of times these people got devils, <laughs> but a lot, but it could just be people. Okay. People will study you and figure out what works and then they will work to to break that down in you a lot of times some women if they're under the wrong programming they enjoy men that are hard to figure out because in their minds they're thinking okay the lust thing works on everybody what 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 will it take for me to to fig figure him out it's like you're a puzzle Okay, because remember the 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 uh, the, uh, the strange woman is a seductress. She's like a hunter. That's what the Bible says. So she's hunting, and she's trying to figure out what makes this guy tick. So as a guy, you got to figure out what is it in me that I need to work out, and what is it that I need to perceive in the the the, the women around me or whoever. Whoever is whatever this counterfeit person is, this seductress is, what is it that I got to figure out? Now, go with me real quick to uh, Genesis chapter three, because now I want to talk about the the, the 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 guys as it relates to the female. So Genesis chapter three, very familiar passage. Y'all probably already know where I'm going with this, right? Let me sip my tea for a little bit. Sip my tea real quick. Y'all got me working tonight. Praise the Lord. Got some chamomile tea. I'm hoping it don't slow me down. Y'all already know. Y'all already know I'm 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 slow already. <laughs> I talk slow already, so I'm hoping that chamomile don't slow me down too much. But Genesis chapter three. Now we all know this as the fall of man. Now I want us to read this really carefully. It says, Now the serpent was more subtle. Than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. Now let's ask ourselves this question. Why does the text tell us that the serpent was more subtle? What's implied in the text is that the serpent had a strategy when he approached Eve. Okay, now I need the women to listen to this. <laughs> Just like Herod. Her, excuse me Herodias okay and her daughter had a strategy for Herod I praise the Lord just like Herodias and her daughter came up with a strategy to approach Herod the serpent came up with a strategy before he approached Eve I need us to understand that he saw Eve from afar 
and he studied her. I'm sure he didn't just walk over there blindly. I'm sure before he walked over there, he 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 took a moment. He might have took five minutes, might have took five days, might have took five months. The Bible doesn't really say, but he studied her. And he studied Adam because these are new creatures, right? Well, he probably, he studied both of them and he was looking for a weakness. He was, he was, he was trying to figure out, okay, I have an agenda. I have something that I want to get from out of this situation. And I can say something to this woman to get what I need accomplished out of this situation. He's thinking or she's thinking rather Eve is thinking that this guy is telling me something because he wants to benefit me. But the whole time, the thing that he's telling her has nothing to do with her benefit. But it has everything to do with an agenda that he has. So let's read this real quick because it says now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, has God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. So he's coming there, and 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 this 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 subtlety, okay? This subtlety is a smoothness. This subtlety is what we like to call a game. Okay, see, see, then then the woman says in verse two. And a woman said unto the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden. God has said, ye shall not eat of it. Neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. So she's already heard God. OK, she's heard the word. She knows right from wrong. OK. And I need us to understand this now because she knows right from wrong. She's heard the word of God. She knows right from wrong. She has her husband, Adam, okay, who 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 really was a good man. <laughs> he was a good man because God created him good. He's the only human other than Jesus that I could really call good that actually was good for a moment. But anyway, so she got a good guy. She has a good guy. Okay, she has Adam, right? So then he says, what the text says in verse 4, and the serpent said unto the woman, ye shall not surely die. The very first false doctrine ever in the history of mankind. For God does know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her. And he did eat and the eyes of them both were opened and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. So I want us to look really closely at the serpent, because what we have dealing with the serpent is really the very first bad boy. Now, listen to me now. This He's the very first bad boy in the history of mankind. And he wasn't even a man, <laughs> but he was the very first bad boy that womankind was attracted to. Now, let me say this real quick. I'm not one of these guys that uh, comes against uh, bad boys or gets on women for liking bad boys and all that. I understand male and female dynamics, so I know 
why women are attracted to them and stuff like that. But I want us to examine it a little bit. I apologize if I'm, if I'm, if I'm slurping or something like that. But anyway, what was the appeal? We got to ask ourselves this for both the male and the situation. What was the appeal? Okay, what was the appeal that this uh, serpent had that uh, allowed Eve, right, to be able to disobey God? See, Adam was good. Eve was good, right? And they were two law-abiding <laughs> citizens, right? They had one, one thing. But there was something about what the serpent said to her and something about the dream that he sold her that appealed to her. And what was it that appealed to her? It was the excitement. It was the excitement. Because when he told her that ye shall not uh, that ye shall not surely die. And then he told her that you'll be as God, knowing good and evil, right? You'll basically be a God yourself. That excited her. So there was an excitement, okay, that Eve did not crucify. There was an excitement that appealed to Eve, right? The same excitement that a woman finds in a bad boy today. There was an excitement. There was something about the idea of having my own power, right? There was something about the idea of going against this, this law, this restriction. Now, I, I need us to understand how cunning Satan really is because Adam and Eve were in a garden where everything was available to them except one tree. But they had a whole garden full of trees, a whole garden full of trees. And there was only one tree that you couldn't have. But sometimes when you're dealing with the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life, what happens is that one thing that you can't have has more appeal for some reason. It's more thrilling for some reason. It's something new. It's something different. And the Lord is saying, listen, just because it's new, just because it's different. Just because it gives you a thrill, if it goes against my word, the end result is going to be death. Okay, what was the end result of Herod telling that girl you can have half the kingdom? It was regret. It was remorse. The Bible says that he was sorry. What do you think was the end result of Adam and Eve? The end result was uh, regret. It was sorrow. It was shame because the Bible says that they went and sold themselves together fig leaves. They realized that they were naked. So on both sides of the spectrum, whether you're male or woman, there's going to be some people that are going to come along that's going to appeal to you in a certain way. And you have to check yourself and say, what is it that's drawing me to this person? Because look, both of the both scenarios have have uh, appeal. OK, you got Shakira dancing in front of Herod and then you've got uh, the game that's being spit by the serpent. OK, he, he, he probably, you know, the serpent got that little serpent tongue. He was giving her that little hiss. You know what I mean? He was giving her that hiss and she she couldn't resist it. OK, she could have resisted it, but she chose not to resist it. So we got to understand that what the Lord is really saying to us, family, is that. Um, yeah, we shut down right now, but, <laughs> but just because that's the case, right? Eventually, Lord willing, folks are going to start going out, going out and about, 
you know, and it's going to be temptation out there. And God is trying to equip us to be able to withstand this temptation. The bad boy provided Eve, right, with a, 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 an idea of power. Okay, it was an idea of power. What's one of the reasons that women are attracted to bad boys? It's because they they have confidence, right? They present an image of power. Okay, some sort, some form of strength. And so Eve is saying, okay, if I listen to this guy, I can have power of my own, or you know, I can do this on my own. And a lot of times, that's what. Uh, dealing with toxic, now this is the word everybody throw around, dealing with toxic people does is before you learn that they're toxic, they make you think that you have power in a situation or that that going against what you know is right somehow empowers you. See, it was a false liberation that the serpent gave Eve, and this is the point that I didn't finish. She had a whole garden <laughs> of just everything we can imagine. And she could have partaken of that, partook of that, whatever. And there was only one thing that she couldn't have 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 done. Now, after the serpent gets done with her, notice how Satan flips it around. Now in the world, us today in 2020, we have a whole multitude of temptations around us. And there's now only one way to be saved. And that's Jesus Christ. You see how you see how Satan flipped the paradigm. First, there's a whole existence and there's only one way to be condemned or one way to die. Nowadays, you have a whole existence and there's only one way to live. So Adam and Eve had it easy. All Adam and Eve had to do is just simply just live your life. Life is not stressful. Just don't deal with that tree in the midst of the tree. And I, I pointed this out uh, years ago. The Bible says that it was in the midst of the garden. That means that it's in the middle of the garden. The word midst means middle, meaning that you got to get through so many other trees just to make it to that tree in the first place. So where are we putting our effort? Okay, who are we surrounding ourselves with? What safeguards are we putting in place to make sure that we don't fall to the temptations of the bad boy and the hot girl? Because the result of that is going to be death. You know, people can say what they want. I realize, you know, I read some stuff on the Internet these days and I realize my thought process is what they would call antiquated. I'm a dinosaur. But the fact of the matter is God's word is the same yesterday, today and forevermore. And that's something that we have to uh, understand. So what I'm going to do now, family, is I'm going to open up the lines, uh, the telephone number for anyone who wants to call in. And if you just want to weigh in on this topic, you know, tell me a strategy that you think works to fight temptation. Tell me a, a, a story of, of a time where you failed, or not really failed, but like you were tempted and how you responded in that situation or just anything you want to weigh in. But in the meantime, I'm going to read the comments that's on the um, that's on the chat here. Praise the Lord. God is good. God bless you, Sister Marcia. God bless you, Brother Ray. Beatrice, praise the Lord. Cullen, God bless you. Cullen Anderson. So Marsha says, yeah, Herodias had a plan, but she also knew her man's weakness. 
she knew Harrod was for the streets. Right. She knew Harrod's weakness. Okay. Now, none of us are flawless, which means everybody has a weakness. What that means is that we have got to know about ourselves enough to know what we have to surrender to the Lord. Lord, I'm weak in this area. Okay. I need you to strengthen me in this area. Okay, Lord, I, I confess to you, I'm dealing with X, Y, and Z. I need you to deliver me from X, Y, and Z. The scripture says that if we confess our sins, then he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Sister Santia says, Herod had been a long time looking at those young Shakira hips. <laughs> he was, <laughs> he was. Because you got to ask this question. <clears throat> Why was it that Herodias herself could not dance before Herod? Now, obviously, he liked Herodias because he took her from uh, her from his brother. OK, I think his name was Philip or something like that. Basically, he stole his brother's wife. So there was something that he liked about Herodias, his wife. But I'm sure what happened was uh, well I'm I'm not sure but what I can guess might have happened is maybe Herodias might have tried it herself okay she might have tried it tried it before his birthday because they're married so they do married people things and maybe it didn't work so maybe you know sad to say like it was maybe she she obviously had to know that Herod her husband had an attraction to her daughter now the Bible calls this Herodias's daughter, but it doesn't call it Herod's daughter. So my thinking is that this was not Herod's own daughter that he uh, was attracted to. But this was probably the daughter that, she, that Herodias had with the brother. I'm pretty sure his name was Philip, the brother Philip. OK, so so what I'm trying to say is even though it's distasteful, Either way, <laughs> this technically wasn't his own daughter. And if you want to know how the woman's going to look, I've always been taught that you look at the mama. Okay. If you want to know how the woman is going to like kind of traject, look at the mama and then the mama will tell you how the woman is going to play out nine times out of 10. So she's noticing him, noticing her. And she's like, man, whatever I'm doing isn't enough to convince him. You know, it kind of said that he wanted to do it at first, but he was more worried about the people. So what does that tell you? It tells you that. It tells you the power of seduction. That here he is, the king. And the king, right, he doesn't even want to submit to the people. So so the king is powerful, but public opinion is more powerful but what can even be more powerful than public opinion is seduction see the whole fall of man was based off of seduction so understanding this now there was there was a, there was a chink in Herod's armor and they both saw it to the point where where he did something that he went on to regret and what the Lord is really trying to say about the spirit of summer family is that he doesn't want us to do something that we are going to go on and regret. 
You ever been full and then you eat something because it, it, it looks good and then after you eat it, you just regret it? You know, just instant regret. Sometimes regret can be instant and sometimes regret can be long term. In this case, both of them were instant. Okay, both of them were instant. And if you know the Lord and you're not, excuse me, you're not married and you're dealing in fornication or something like that. If you really do know the Lord, you're going to have instant regret. You know, that's that's the purpose of conviction. Right. See, the word convict simply means, uh, excuse me, the word conviction. If you look at the root word of conviction, the root word is convict. And a convict, let's look up what a convict is. Let me do this real quick. Convict definition. A convict is <clears throat> a person found guilty of a criminal offense and serving a sentence of imprisonment. So the beautiful thing about the gospel is that we don't have to serve a sentence because the sentence that is due to sin is death. But thanks be to God that Jesus Christ already paid that sent. He already served that sentence on the cross. So what then is the purpose of conviction? The purpose of conviction is the Holy Ghost letting you know that you are in a position where you need to go to God and confess that sin and receive forgiveness of that sin and receive healing from that sin so that you don't find yourself in the same place again. So there can be some instant regret. There can be some long-term regret. But the fact of the matter is when you go outside and, you know, guys are walking around in tank tops and, well, well hopefully they ain't got on no gray sweatpants if it was as hot as it was today. But guys got on tank tops and shorts and girls got on yoga pants and, and, and halter tops and skin tight. Uh, I don't know what they wear now. They got these superhero outfits on, you know, whatever it is that they're wearing. Whatever it is, right, it's a temptation. It's something that you got to be mindful of. And the best thing to do is to ask the Lord to search you first. Lord, search me. See if there be any wicked way in me. That way you don't have to be reactive to a situation. You have to be proactive to a situation. See, if I if I am dealing with uh you know, eating bad food. One way for me to not eat bad food when I go out is to maybe eat a meal in the house. <laughs> so if I take care of it in the house, I go outside, I'm not hungry anymore. So yeah, it looks good and all that, but I'm not thinking about it. So if you take initiative up front and you get filled with the spirit of God up front, it's going to prepare you so that when the thing does happen, when this when the bad boy does come and he, you know, dressed real fly and he got the haircut that you like or some dreads or some whatever it is that you like. And he got the voice that you like and he's spitting game and he, he move a certain type of way. He sound a certain type of way and he he into whatever this stuff is that you find appealing. You know how to resist that and you know how to recognize it. You have discernment. See, one thing Eve didn't seem to have was discernment, okay? She, she might have had it, and she might have just made a conscious decision. Who knows? 
But whatever the case, the result was that we're here today <laughs> in 2020 on lockdown, dealing with coronavirus and, you know, a, a, a race war that might break out soon. Who knows? So these are the things that we got to deal with. We got to be proactive rather than reactive. You know, Lord, listen, I'm in flesh. Okay, help me to deny this flesh daily. Help me to crucify this flesh daily. Help me to take up this cross daily. And what is the the weapon that you use to accomplish those things? The weapon that you could use is no. There is power in the word no. Don't be afraid to fall in love with the word no. Because the fact of the matter is no would have handled that Herod and Herodias situation. It would have nipped that in the bud. No would have handled the ser uh, serpent and Eve situation. It would have nipped that in the bud. Because what is no really? You know, I've been around a toddler a lot lately, and I just find it interesting sometimes when he says no. Especially if he says no after you have, you know, asked him to do something or, or told him to do something. And and you think about the word no. What is the word no? The word no and also the word yes is really the way that we execute our will. Okay. You are given a proposition. You're given a commandment. You're given an instruction. You're asked a question. And you can respond by saying yes or you can respond by saying no. But your will always boils down to these two responses. Yes or no. This is why the Bible says, let your yes be yes and let your no be no. Let, let your yay be yay. Let your nay be nay. So I want to I want to read this. Sister Marcia says, I just passed a counterfeit test. This guy had everything that I wanted and needed, but I knew something wasn't right. Then I had a dream of a pastor I respected and he told me I was in adultery. I woke. Wow. Wow. So I'm assuming what you might be saying, sister, is that. Oh, oh, my bad. You, you, you got the rest of it. OK, let me read the rest of it. <laughs> I woke up and asked the guy that day if he was married and he said yes, but that he was going through a divorce and he should have told me that sooner. Duh, you think? I received the warning of the Lord. Wow. See, that's why I brought the tea. That's amazing, sister. And and the powerful thing about what you said is that it was your relationship with the Lord that allowed you to have the insight to be able to see through who that person was, to see through who that person was presenting him to be because he didn't tell you that he was married and you know, he's approaching you in some way. So the thinking is obviously that he's single, but God can do stuff that nobody else can do. Only the Lord could have given you that type of insight could have given you that type of warning. Only the Lord can do that. You know, it's funny. Uh, I think it was, it was Abraham and Sarah, maybe, they were traveling and they got to one place and Abraham told Sarah, they might've been Abram and Sarah at this point, but he told her, tell him that I'm your sister. And one of the Kings, he liked her. 
right? He liked her. And God came to him in the dream and said, that is a man. That's not his sister. That's, that's not just his sister. That's his wife that you're dealing with. And the guy said, well, Lord, I didn't touch her. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing. And, the, and, and God said to him, yeah, I know you didn't touch her because I didn't allow you to touch her. So God has access to every human. He reigns on the just and the unjust. And this is a type of thing that we'll probably never really grow to understand, but he has access to every human and he knows how to um, reveal whatever needs to be revealed. Uh, God bless you, Sister Patricia. Welcome. Miss Clark says, if any person ever wants to know about himself, his weaknesses, he can ask his real friends to tell him or her. Wow. <laughs> now, that's something if you ask your friends that you got to be prepared. <laughs> Lord have mercy. You got to be prepared on that one. But, you know, the truth just because we don't like the truth doesn't make it any more or less true, truthful. She says many people either already know or don't really want to know about themselves. That's why uh, they don't ask people. That's why they don't ask the people closest to them. Trust the trust me. The people close to us see us. Wow. Now that's a good strategy, sister. I mean, if you're in a situation and, and you know that you have made some mistakes in the past and you know you struggle when the summertime roll around and, and the weather starts getting hot. Maybe you should ask your, your homeboy or your girlfriend, you know, what is it? Do you see anything in me? Because they might be able to put you on. It might be a cycle that you're dealing with. And maybe you have not recognized that cycle yet. Or maybe they have some insight into helping you come out of that cycle, but you just haven't asked them yet. You know, there's a scripture that says, confess your faults one to another that ye may be healed. There's there's a a therapy that comes with confession. You know, I think in the world they call it confession is good for the soul. Uh, but in the Bible, it says that we can confess our faults one to another that you may be healed. And how does how is it healed? It's healed through counsel. It's healed through prayer. It's healed through deliverance. That's the way that the Lord chooses to to heal us like that amongst one another she says i always say we are all more transparent than we think lol absolutely oh <laughs> that's so funny sister marcia says the pastor in my dream was brother bolden the fact that god sent him in my dream i knew he meant business if anyone knows about pastor bolden oh yeah i know about pastor bolden <laughs> i get convicted every time i watch pastor bolden message and i watch pretty much all of them <laughs> I leave Pastor Bowden message, boy. I'll be like, man, I got to get saved. Because <laughs> he bring it to you straight. But I love Pastor Bowden. But y'all tell me. Tell me what are the strategies that you use to, to, to be able to contain. Okay, I think that's what the Bible calls it. To be able to contain when the summertime rolls around. And I know it's not just the summer. You know, folks dress crazy all year round. But, but it's something peculiar about the summer. You know, it's something about the air. You know, the Bible calls it the spirit of the age, right? It's like the the, the breath of the, the age. It's, it's in the air. Okay, you can feel it. 
Santia says, Paul said he never knew lust till the law said thou shalt not covet. That's a good point, sister. You know, I think Paul was talking about how the law, how the law actually brought about uh, right from wrong. Basically, the law brought about uh, what we would call sin, because I think it says in first John that sin is the transgression of the law. So in the case of Adam and Eve, they actually did have a law. They had a doctrine. They had a law and their doctrine was. And they had a very simple, a very simple one. Eat every tree, eat from every tree, except from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And that's all they had to do. So that was what they had a conscience about. See, when Paul says that, Sister Santia, he's really talking about the conscience, right? He's talking about <clears throat> there's a certain way that I am supposed to live. And because the Lord has brought this information to me about how he, who is the creator, wants me to live, right? Now I have a conviction about right and wrong. Adam and Eve had a conviction about right and wrong, but it, it wasn't the law of Moses. But it was just a, it was just that one rule that they had. Sister Marcia says, ladies, I praise God that I am at a point in my relationship with the Lord that I obeyed him without that. I yeah obeyed him without question. Praise the Lord. Yeah, that's 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 amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Not that you can't be going through a divorce, but how about you go ahead and get that behind you before start before you start dating? I'm just saying, LOL. And that's the thing about it. God wasn't pleased with it because God see 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 the guy what the guy tried to do after you told him about that is he tried to rationalize it. So this is what folks try to do uh when God has already spoken. They try to rationalize it. So he says yeah, I'm going through a divorce. I was going to tell you. If that had been, if it had been as innocent as that, God would not have had to have sent you the dream. But there was something about it that wasn't pleasing to the Lord. So he said, okay, I got to send my sister this, excuse me, I got to send my daughter this message because she needs to understand. And I know that the result of this, right, is going to be bad. So, out of the, the the protection of provision, right? God protected you from that counterfeit. And that was that's an amazing testimony because what that tells folks is if I focus on my relationship with Christ, he will save me a whole lot of headache, a whole lot of heartache. I don't know how long you, you've been knowing the brother, but imagine if you had gotten you know, kind of in uh, Lord have mercy. I was about to use that word. Now, listen, I'll, I'm pretty sure I used this word before she used it. <laughs> Jada Pinkett Smith. But imagine if you had gotten entangled with this dude, right? <laughs> and you got entangled with him. And now what do you have to do? You have to weave your way out. Okay. I taught about Jezebel's web years ago about how she entangles you in this web and, and you get in this relationship and then you got to like weave your way out. What the Lord did was he He stopped you from even getting caught up in that situation. And that's the goodness of God, right? The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they're safe. So it, it, it's benefits to knowing Jesus. There are benefits. 
Beatrice says, Brother Greg, I think it's a thin line to have a friendship with the opposite sex, especially at the workplace. I think you're right. <laughs> I think you're right. Is it possible? Yeah, I think it's possible. But we have to be mindful to make sure that our motives are pure. You know, I'm always intentional about what is what is the motive behind me communicating with a woman? Okay, what what is the motive? What's the origin? And what do they what what is their motive? What is their origin? Because remember, what we're talking about tonight is the fact that people come to you with a strategy. So the strategy is for them to win. <laughs> they want to accomplish something, a goal, and whatever it takes to achieve that goal, they're going to do it. So the Bible says, if any man strives, he must strive lawfully. But if you're already in air and you're not abiding by those type of rules, what makes you think that a person is going to strive lawfully? So you might be talking to somebody and they like, oh, we just friends. And if your gut is telling you otherwise, it's like, why would they tell you that I want to be more than friends? Well, I know why they would, but just because they tell you that they want to be more than friends doesn't mean that that's true. So we have to, as the Bible says, test the spirits. It doesn't mean that, you know, you can't have counterfeit. The counterfeits may be saved, right? I'm not saying that everybody's under an evil spirit. But what I'm saying is that there's motives. There's motives that people have. <laughs> you know, there's motives. And they'll do things to, to, to accomplish their goal. You know, I agree about the workplace. Now, I'm a type of person. You know, I see this as a little bit of a blessing now. But I'm able to, I, I guess I'm not like a super commodity, so I don't run into a lot of those, a lot of that um, issues when I'm just out and about, you know, especially the workplace. At the workplace, I keep to myself, if y'all was to ask people in my job about me or any job, they'd probably just tell you I'm quiet because I'm just the type of person to mind my business. I'm not shy, but I just believe in speaking when I'm, when it's appropriate for me to speak. So I don't know about the workplace from personal experience, but because personally, I wouldn't want to deal with somebody um, that got that much access to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? See, I need a good escape plan right now. If I'm, <laughs> It's the old Greg. If I'm doing my escape, I can't escape plan you. You know what I mean? If uh, if you if I see you every day at my job. Right. Imagine that. Imagine you dealing with somebody at your job. And y'all have some sort of rendezvous and for some reason it just doesn't end well. And then you have to go to work and see them every day. You know, now we as believers, we shouldn't be doing this type of stuff anyway. But just imagine that, you know, but that workplace thing is real. You know, you got work husbands and work wives. You know, I won't lie. I typically do have a work wife, <laughs> but I, I like to think my work wives thing is innocent but we even gotta 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 watch that because i had a friend tell me you know we was talking about work husband work wives and she was saying she had to renounce that you know because death and life is in the power of the tongue so you're calling this person your work husband and your work wife and then what happens when you're trying to get a real husband or a real wife Maybe this person is taking up residence in you. 
So it's really important to know that when we have a connection with someone, what is the what's the nature of that connection? You know, is it innocent? Is it pure? Or is there some type of other chemistry that's going on where there's something romantic involved? Ashkenazi Christian says, when I was young and foolish, I liked the bad boys because they weren't boring. But there wasn't any love in them either because they were or are Satan's children. Sadly, I learned the lesson too late. Well, I mean, this doesn't make it right, Ashkenazi, but that's a lot of women's testimony. You know, a lot of guys have the guy version of that. You know, like like I said, it was it's that element of excitement. But I think sometimes we have to be mindful and think about the things that we do have and not always focus on what we don't have. You can say like a hundred words to a kid. And if you say one four letter word, one profanity, something about them, they gravitate towards that word. You know what I mean? Like you didn't say a hundred words to the kid. Okay. They heard you hear that word. Now that's the word that they want to say. Because there's something about the fallen nature of the flesh that just is appeal appealing to bad things. So Eve had all of these trees. Now you mean to tell me Eve couldn't have been bored with all of those trees. But it was something about the tree that she couldn't have that gave her a thrill. It gave her a rush. Okay, it gave her a dopamine thing. It gave her something like, okay, there's something God's been holding back from me. And because he's been holding it back, now I'm telling, telling you how she's interpreting what the serpent says. God is holding something back from me. You know, I was looking at Reddit the other day, and it was it was this post that said, ask Reddit. And this woman, young woman, she was 21. She put up this thing there. It might have been under relationship advice. She said, I'm 21 years old. I have a boyfriend. He's around the same age. They had a discussion about how many partners they had in the past. And she didn't say how many, but she said it was more than 10 and less than 20. And the boyfriend basically was like, I don't know if I'm comfortable with that because now this is a young man. He in his 21s. He called her a thought or something like that. Just just stupid. You know what I mean? (laughs) Just stupid stuff that you do and say when you're young. But what was interesting about that thread to me was not not necessarily the um, the numbers and stuff. I can care less about the numbers and all that stuff, you know, but more so about the responses that she got in the thread, because most of the people in there were like, it doesn't matter how many people you sleep with. That's a low number as far as I'm concerned. Uh, it who cares if you if you do this and that, you know, saying you are free to to sleep with and do whatever you want. As long as you being safe, you are you are free, free, this, free that, you know, this guy's misogynistic. He's such and such and such and such. Basically, just a lot of progressive and new age rhetoric and, and not new age, excuse me, but a lot of progressive and feminist rhetoric that doesn't doesn't understand the sanctity of sex they don't understand the 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 value of giving your sex to another person and receiving someone else's sex towards you they don't understand that it's more than a bodily function 
Okay, it's it's more than it's it's not just using a bathroom or belching. Okay, it's not just getting your rocks off. There's a connection that you're making with someone else. But what's happening is these uh it were women and men, I believe, that was commenting this to her. These women and men are trying to convince this young woman that you are freer, you are freer, okay, <laughs> when you just do what you want to do, when you just do what you will. You know, whatever your heart desires, if it feels good, do it. You only live once. You are freer that way. And if you if you subscribe to these traditional I forget all the words they use, but if you subscribe to this traditional thought process, okay, that's a form of bondage. When in actuality, it's the reverse, okay? Um, we can be free to serve God. But if you choose to disobey God, then there's you, you might feel like you're free for a minute, but there's going to be a bondage, okay? There's, there's going to be a bondage and a penalty, so, I mean, they're telling this young girl this and they're telling a lot of young women this. And she's 21 now and I'm not wishing anything on her. But I'd be curious to see uh, if she keeps up this this uh, mentality. I'd be curious to see what her life looks like at 41, at 51, at 61, at 71. OK, what does your life look like then? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because the thing about it is at some point, all the chickens have to come home to roost. Male and female, all the chickens have to come home to roost. And it's a spiritual law that whatever you sow, at some point, there's going to be a harvest season. And what we're looking at today is a generation that doesn't know God. See, anyone who's taking heed to this message, we care about pleasing the Lord. We care about not falling victim to counterfeits and, and seductresses and bad boys and hot girls and men that run game. We care about not falling victim to this. Many of us have, have seen the, the fruit of this. We've seen the results of these things. And we've learned our lessons, some, some the hard way, some might have taken heed. But whether it be wisdom or whether it be, an ex, whether it be experience, either way, you, we can be taught. And it's a, it's a spiritual law, okay? A lot of people might not admit it publicly, but or they might not have, have, it might not have happened to them yet. But at some point, we're all going to have to come to terms and face the, the results of the choices that we make. And the sooner we come to Christ and learn God and learn his word and obey his word, the, the less of a headache we have to deal with, the less the less the, the, the less sowing of those bad seeds we can do and the more sowing of good seeds we can have in our lives. Hopefully the Lord can even uproot. Some of them bad seeds, you know, that we might have sown. So, yeah, Ashkenazi, that's 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 a lot of girls testimony. You know what I mean? But and the thing about it is the feminine feminism is destroying women. Now, I know I'm already over nine o'clock, but it's destroying women. If you look at the statistics, women are much less happy today compared to men and, and just less happy in general. Why is that? You know, it's because these messages are going forth and see this young girl who's 21 she doesn't understand a man a male's mind because she's getting a lot of feminist rhetoric so the way guys work is just like the guy told her 
I don't know if I'm comfortable with that. You know what I mean? Now, I think she followed up and said he was willing to work through it, but somehow they ended up breaking up. He was a little bit of a jerk, too, from what I read. But the point is that God designed men and he designed women. And there's 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 something in men, most men, where they do care about stuff like that. Now, some men care more or less than others. Some men have a perverted mindset because they live in 2020. They might not care at all. But any man of integrity cares about stuff like that. He might be able to forgive that, you know, if you get saved and you know the Lord and stuff like that. But but the guy told her, like, I, I that matters to me. It says something about your character. You know, in the Bible, this stuff was serious. I think it was, um, goodness gracious, I forget the lady's name. It might have been like, uh, it was definitely in Genesis. It might have been around the time of like Jacob or something. I could be wrong. But uh, maybe, yeah, I think it was like when the 12 tribes, when the 12 brothers of Israel were around, they had a sister. And a guy from another people group really loved his sister. Well, so-called loved her. And he slept with her. I think he might have. Did he rape her? I can't remember. Excuse me. Forgive me for using these words I'm not supposed to say. Anyway, the story, the story escapes me right now. But basically, they were like, you know, I love your sister. Can I marry her? And the people of Israel, the men of Israel were like, yeah, but it was a setup. And what they did was they killed that guy because the Bible says because he took away her, he defiled her. Okay, there was a defiling element that was seen. Okay, so with there, there's something built in to guys. It's a defiling thing now. Feminism and to modern days, they'll call it the patriarchy. patriarchy. They'll call it, you know, antiquated thinking. But whatever you want to call it, <laughs> it exists. And a lot of guys feel this way. They're not going to tell you because while a lot of people just yak, yak, yakking, most guys just sit back and they just let people do what they do. If you just sit back and be quiet, people will show their hand and you don't have to go investigating. You know what I mean? You just sit back and let them talk. Okay. You just listen. You like, okay. All right. That's okay. You feel that way. That's good to know. All right. Have a nice day. <laughs> have a nice day. And that's the end of that. But I feel bad because, you know, they're trying to create this world. You know, some guys will play in this world, but it's not anything fruitful. It's not it's not the building of the nuclear family. You know, it's not anything that has substance, anything that has power because the power comes from God to Christ, to the husband, to the wife and the children. That's how you get power. So what we're dealing with now today in America is I believe we're under judgment. You know, we we literally are in a pandemic. We literally are having uh, the height of race relations, you know, and the Christians was just sitting back warning people year after year, you know, we got to repent. You know, God is not happy about this. He doesn't like this law. He doesn't want us to live this way. We got to repent and turn to the Lord and people just ignore, ignore. And then here we are in 2020. Everybody's like, why is this happening? What's go- why is this happening to me? It's like, okay, we, we told you. <laughs> we told you this years ago. Uh, but I just believe that 
we're at a place now where the Lord, and it's always been this way, the Lord will draw who he wants to draw. And no man can be drawn unto the Son unless it's by the Father. And when the Lord chooses to draw those people, we just have to be ready. We have to, like somebody said the other day, always be willing to give an answer. If someone wants to know the hope that we have, why do we believe what we believe, especially in a time like this? Why are you not stressed out? You know, uh, uh, why are you not anxious all the time like me? Why do you have so much peace about this situation? And they're burning down cities and burning down statues and killing people and, you know, police are killing people. Why are you so peaceful about it? Hey, I know Jesus, you know, and you can get to know him as well. Sister Pamela says, when I see a handsome man, I say, Lord Jesus, you are so creative and I keep it moving. <laughs> That's a good strategy. You know what I mean? Just acknowledge it. Be like, you know what, Lord, you were doing your thing when you made him and just keep it moving. Praise the Lord. Patricia says, the Lord is awesome and faithful. He will always protect his children, even in our ignorance. The love of God, he is a great father. Amen, he is. Okay, here's some strategies. Patricia says, one of the strategies, as for me, is prayer and being honest with God concerning the temptation. God already knows the true intentions of what's in our heart. Amen, I think that's the best thing. God bless you, Sister Alexia. She says, this word is right on time. I just got out of a three-year relationship that didn't even intend that I didn't even intend to get in into. I'm going through heartbreak, but I asked God to set me free, and he did. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, sister. I'm glad that the Lord was able to heal you, uh, deliver you, and heal you out of that situation. And that's the thing about it. So many believers... So many believers have a counterfeit story. I have a counterfeit story, a counterfeit testimony. So many believers have have lived and learned. And I just want to get to the place where some believers don't have to go through that. Like, listen, brother, sister, I've I, I, I been down this road, you know what I mean? And you don't want to travel it. <laughs> it's potholes, it's nails in the road, it's... You know, all sorts of stuff going on, traffic, all sorts of stuff. Patricia says we should not be afraid to express to God how we feel about the situation. Also, we should be open to hear what the Lord has to say concerning our situation or our temptation. When we come to him and seek him, he will reveal to us the strategy on how to deal with the temptation. Amen, sister. That's, I agree with that 100 percent. Just be real. Just be real with God. Patricia says, that's right. Sex is a form of spiritual worship unto the Lord between the husband and wife. Context of marriage It's more than self-pleasure. D. Gassaway says, unfortunately, when we are immature, we don't understand that sin doesn't free us. It enslaves us. Amen. That's a good point, D. Yeah, I just want to kind of end it off. OK, thank you, Sister Roxanne. She was cited. The example in Genesis I was looking for is Genesis chapter 34. I'm not sure if it's Dinah or Dina. But Dinah is defiled. Hamor and his son, Shechem. Amen. I don't even think I'm going to read this right now. But I just wanted to point that out 
just to show how how important it was back then. You know, and and I think what the modern day feminist doesn't like about it is it almost makes they would say that it makes the woman seem like she is a prize, like almost like she's an object. So it's not about objectivity or objectifying a woman, but it's about the fact that a woman is a prize. Okay, the Bible says he who finds a wife finds a good thing. So if you see yourself as valuable, okay, or even priceless, as they say, if you see yourself as that, okay, that's not a negative thing. That's actually a positive thing. If you have, uh, if you, if you actually are that valuable. <laughs> now, if I'm not that valuable, I see why I might take an issue with that. You know, that that would be the reason why I just want to go out and do whatever I want to do, because I feel like I don't meet that standard. But the fact of the matter is none of us meet God's standard without Christ. So we all have to go to God, go to God, go to Christ, become the man or the woman that he in, that he intends for us to be. And that comes with a process that comes with some work that comes with some 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 heartbreak, some fixing. OK. That comes with some growth. Anytime growth is going on, it's going to be a little bit painful. Okay, you, you, your kids' shoe feet are growing. At some point, those old shoes are going to be painful. So what does that mean? It means that you have to you have to grow and you have to get a new pair of shoes. Okay, you you your, your kid is growing some teeth. That teeth tooth is going to come out. Might be a little painful. Then that new tooth going to grow in. Okay. But whenever there's growth, there's always a process. So we just have to trust God to get us through this process. <laughs> Sister Charmel says, yes, I have a deep counterfeit story. <laughs> Amen. I, I believe you, sister. I believe you because. Man. What does what did the serpent have to gain? I'm about to get off soon. What did the serpent have to gain from Eve? What did he have to what he had to gain from her was his own personal gain. Because the Bible says whoever you obey becomes your master. So when Satan comes to her with this false doctrine, ye shall not surely die. And then she obeys that doctrine ahead of God. What you find is that there was a separation where God had to say, Adam, where art thou? So the, the the plan the whole time was for the serpent to get dominion over the earth. OK, that was his goal. And up until that point, Adam and Eve had dominion over the earth. He said, uh, you know, this is the, the world. This is the earth. These are the animals. I believe the Bible says subdue it, have dominion over it, subdue it. So he, Adam had control. And then once he, uh, I'm forgetting the word, I want to say abducted, <laughs> but once abdicated, once he abdicated that control over to the serpent, there was no, that, that's all it was. So he was not trying to empower Eve. You know, she probably thought that though. She probably was like, oh, he, look, he just, he, he want to empower me. He wanna he wants to to enlighten me on something something different. Okay, I've been so restricted. He wants to to do that. He he does not care. 
<laughs> he could have cared less about Eve. He could care more about a can of paint than he cared about Eve. What he wanted was to take over the earth and to have dominion over this world system. That's what he wanted. And, and unfortunately, he was successful. Sister Charmel says a prudent wife comes from God. You're absolutely right. God helps us do the work. Proverbs 19 and 14. Yeah, Brother Nate says these are great. This is this is great commentary. The Lord is a healer. Glad to see so many testimonies. Praise the Lord. So listen, spirit of summer 2020 came a little bit late this year because we had to shut down the stay at home order. But the fact of the matter is. I know folks about to get out and about. Like I said in the beginning, I know y'all tired of social distancing. Y'all want some close contact. But the Lord is saying, listen, he putting the brakes on all of that. When you go out here, don't be acting crazy. Okay, surrender whatever you have to surrender to the Lord and you'll be grateful for it in the long run. I can tell you that. Because listen, what's the fruit that comes out of a bad situation? Nothing. The fruit that came out of Herod allowing that young girl to dance for him instant regret the bible says he was sorry the fruit that came out of uh adam and eve obeying the serpent they were naked and had to cover themselves with fig leaves instant regret so the bible talks about how we can love the pleasures of sin for a season but you don't want to have to deal with you don't want to have something happen in one season and be dealing with it for five more seasons or even worse for the rest of your life it's the goodness of god that leads to repentance so that's all i have family uh <laughs> that's all i have at the uh at this um solid talk i thank y'all for hanging out with me a little bit god is good he's truly worthy to be praised Hopefully we can take some away from this. It sounds like everybody got a counterfeit story. So we need to come together and have one of those. Um, what do they call them things? One of them little uh, like a little healing group, not counterfeits anonymous, but uh, <laughs> basically one of them little groups where you sit around a circle and you just <laughs> you just tell everybody about your stories and everything that you've been through. But I'm going to go ahead and get off here. y'all. I thank you all for hanging out with me. But that's all I have in this Solid Talk family. I pray that you've been edified. You all take care and be blessed. This is Solid Talk. Speaking out loud in death. Check it out. Speaking out loud in depth, cancel culture can't keep me in check. In from beginning, gotta tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect. Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect. I keep it solid, I'm dropping knowledge. Wisdom understanding, just like you done went to college. Devil know we working, his goal is to try to stop it. Helmet of salvation and shield of faith that'll block it. Controversial topics, just to keep it honest. Truth hit hard, just like like it's a blunt object, culture living godless, I can't even call it, we in the last days, Babylon is falling, don't kill the messenger, I can't mess with ya, points got a plethora, this life will keep on testing ya, this walk can get the best of ya, I'm trying to tell you bruh, only around the shell we say we trying to get the rest Speaking of ya, speaking out loud in depth, cancel culture can't keep me in check, in from beginning gotta tell us what's next, true believers they can come and connect, call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect. 
Spiritual wickedness in high places Trying to cause division with the people and the races Jesus gave commission, say go out to all the nations So we streaming live on television and the stations No, we taking off like asteroids up in the spaces The cross was Eddie Murphy, Dan Aykroyd, we trading places The lost must understand that we cannot be void of graces So we preach it to a generation that is faithless Understand his greatness, ancient of the ages Written on my heart, the red letters of the pages The blood of Jesus covers all my sin and it erases I pleaded and believe it so it covers all my bases Speaking out loud in depth, cancel culture can't keep me in check And from beginning gotta tell us what's next True believers they can come and connect Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect Try and keep my sanity amongst calamity Social media nothing more than narcissistic vanity PC culture on a mission and they try to cancel me But I know Jesus gonna keep me covered like a canopy Blood give me amnesty, no I can't handle me Not where I wanna be, but best believe I plan to be Flesh wrestle against the spirit, main event and slambery So I need him every day, this daily, weekly, annually Iron sharp as iron, so I'm strengthened by my brethren We may not meet down here, but guarantee the link in heaven the born again and righteous are the ones he's gonna let in let's keep the faith and be amongst the saints when they step in